Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I've uh, got a few things I want to touch on with Michael Felder. He is on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Michael, welcome. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? We're good. good. We're good, good. Although we are keeping an eye on the weather because we have tornadoes bearing down on us potentially today, so we're hoping that uh, it's a very thin line of storms, but weather's been a little wacky. How's Chicago? Uh, yeah, it's been. I mean, I woke up to go to New York City on Saturday, and there was snow on the ground, so that was I wasn't expecting that when I came downstairs. Uh, now it's going to be 70 degrees today. So, mm. I mean, but 70, and we also have a little bit of a, a little squall going with thunderstorms and some lightning. No tornadoes, I don't think, are, point, are expected, but certainly going to have some some wind, and we'll see what happens with that does. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's talk about uh, football. And we've got a, our question of the day today is, even though it may be an unpopular opinion, what's a rule change you'd like to see happen? So you can say football, baseball, basketball, golf, high lie, track and field. I don't care. Pick a sport, any sport. Is there a rule you're like, why do we do this? Why can't we change this? I know it's not the most popular opinion, but I, I still would like to see it my way. I mean, there's there are so many things I'd love to change about football. Um, I don't know if timing counts as a rule for college football, but I, we got to cut halftime. I would love to see halftime cut short. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, it's too much. It's too much. It, especially for a product that you're trying to put on television, like you do need to kind of look up to the NFL and be like, oh, wow, they do an 11-minute halftime, and they're get, they get their games done within the window instead of having to go to, I don't know how it works for you guys, but you have to go to some alternate channel to watch the start of the CBS game because there's another game that's on that channel for mm-hmm. us. So it's, um, it's, it's wild. But if I had to pick one rule that I would change, and this is kind of multifaceted, this is something I've thought about a lot, I would change how we – handle spotting the football and forward progress. Um, and I'm kind of looping those two together. Mm-hmm. I think forward progress should be real. And you can fix this one of two ways. You fix forward progress by um, shutting it down. As soon as the guy's not going forward anymore, we're dead. Let's go. Or if you want to give guys an opportunity for second, third effort to make those plays, then you give the defense that same opportunity, and then you spot the ball where they drag the guy back to, not way up where they first collision. And I think that, that those are the only two ways in my mind to make it fair. I'd also like to see the elimination of the, the help because, goodness gracious, watching some of these plays where it's basically linemen just carrying a running back mm. are infuriating as a defender. There's nothing that you can do about it. And the other part is, why don't we go into the digital age when it comes to spotting the football? Mm-hmm. Let's get some microchips in there. Let's get some GPS in there. And let's figure out where the ball is supposed to be. With you, hundred percent. Do away with the sticks. We can donate them to uh, some museum and have them where they belong because they should have gone the way of the dodo long ago. I'm with you, hundred percent. Talking to Michael Felder on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Um, Davo Sweeney talking about what should happen going forward in football, and it seems it's weird. It's like uh, I blinked and we haven't talked about Clemson football as a major player for a couple of seasons, but. He is still obviously very relevant, so is his program, but he is a little concerned, I think, about the Wild Wild West nature of the NIL and everything else going on in football. Is he on to something, or is he uh, talking to his own detriment, you think? Uh, yeah, I think sometimes it, it, it costs nothing to say nothing. And um, and I know that people are going to continue to ask him the questions. He's one of the coaches that came out. Because he said if players could make money off themselves, he would, he would quit. Obviously, he has not quit, no. right? No, he's still making uh, money on himself, so he's going to stick around, I guess. And them. And them. So, that's a good point. So there's that. I think the other part of it is is this idea of it devaluing education. 
I don't know if you know this. Um, schools are allowed to pay almost $6,000 to kids as an educational bonus, all the, the FBS schools. And most schools don't do it. Hmm. You want to value that education? Put a little cash in their hands. Oh, you got an A? Here's $1,000. Like, they are literally starting in 2020, schools are allowed to pay kids for grades. Hmm. And people are just refusing to do it. I didn't so know that. If you want to talk about devaluing you want to talk about devaluing education, let's look into this thing that puts literal value on education uh, from a financial standpoint and helps these guys out. So guys and men and women out. So I think that's another part of it. And then the other big part is, I don't know, I just, I'm, where do you guys stand on this? Because I am, at this point, I feel like I'm so deep into it that it's become exhaustive. It's not new rhetoric from 20. It's all the same things that we've already heard before. Package it's wrapped in different wrapping paper, but it's the same present, mm-hmm. and I'm sick of getting it for Christmas. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I think I can live with the way it is. I mean, I think Arkansas has done an exceptional job, and other schools around our state have done an exceptional job of handling the NIL. And really, Arkansas is the only one that's on a major scale. They're the only Power Five school in the state, but they they did a great job navigating it in, on the front end, and I think they've done a good job throughout. We have a number of guys who do call-ins for us on a weekly basis that are sponsored. It's an NIL agreement, and it's you know, really, when you've got a good point person running the program, it doesn't have to be anything that's out of control or out of hand or overwhelming for anybody. And, you know, in talking to some of the student-athletes, what we've got on our air, you know, it sounds like they're managing it very well when I've talked to them off the air about it. So I don't think it has to be as, as overwhelming or as, uh, you know, big a deal as it as it's, uh, seems to be for some folks. And I was among those who thought, this is a terrible idea. I'm more worried about the fact that uh, I don't want to see my favorite teams not really have – I guess field teams anymore, play competitively anymore. I don't know what was going to happen, um, you know. And, and you, you don't want to turn it into professional football. I like having that some some sort of delineation there, but you know, it's. I think it's been a lot better than I expected. I thought it'd be a lot worse than it's been. Well, it's a good place yeah, for Arkansas I, because I mean, you look at Arkansas basketball; they're number two in the country in recruiting. They're they're tearing it up uh-huh. in the portal. Sam Pittman's twenty twenty three football class right now is number three in the country. They're doing something right with the NIL. And it's paying off in the in the classes and the type of people and athletes they're getting to Arkansas. So it's nice to be on that side of the of the fence for once. No, I, I agree, and I, I think the big thing for me, and I think um, Christina Long, I think she's a reporter down there. She asked them about the taxes. That's my, my biggest concern. I'm excited for the guys to, get, to be able to make money off their own name. That's something that every American should be able to do. Um, and now they have that access. I am the biggest thing for me as someone who, and I'll, I'll be honest, had five-figure tax issues because I just decided that, Mr. IRS, I don't care for five years. So I, it, that's the scary part to me is making sure that these guys get those ducks in a row, that all these athletes, men, women, that they all have these ducks in a row from a tax standpoint because the last thing you need is to things go well for you in college for four years and then four years after that, you try to go buy a house, and they're like, oh, no, um, Johnny IRS is coming for you, mm-hmm. my man. Yeah. There's going to be some lessons learned for sure. Speaking of unintentional segues, putting your ducks in a row. We talked earlier this week about the situation at Oregon. Hmm. Michael, it's 2022, and we are still talking about, and I realize it was a couple of years ago, we're talking about college programs denying athletes water during workouts as if that's some indication of toughness or uh, mental strength, or I don't know what they're trying to accomplish there. It is amazing to me, but now uh, Oregon has gotten itself a, um, 
I guess a multi-million dollar potential lawsuit coming their way. Yeah, that was it's against Willie Taggart, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? this isn't Mario Cristobal. And their yeah. and their and their uh, their strength and conditioning coach was I think named as well. Yeah, this is awful, <laughs> um, especially with the situation we went through what three years ago at Maryland. Obviously, uh, we see we've seen this before. Like everybody's like, folks need to realize this ain't the Junction Boys. <laughs> These this is not that, and it doesn't make you tougher. And you know what? The, and I guess the, the most frustrating part for me, guys, is if you want to optimize Oregon, they spent all this time when they when they, when it was uh, Mike Bellotti, when it was Chip Kelly, I, they spent all this time on this sports advanced sports science research. Right? Remember how every every game day or everything they did, they had this. They got the underwater snorkel trainer trainer to work on oxygen re- retention, and they got the hmm. they got the heart monitors to do all this stuff. And then you come in and you're denying water is the fundamental building block that you need to live. And guess what? Players are better when they're hydrated. Mm-hmm. So denying them water helps cut their production, which is not what you want because you want them to be more productive. We see these guys going into what? Like inversion, like on inversion tables. We see guys going into hyperbaric chambers. We see these guys going into all these things. That doesn't jive with, hey, no, you can't get water. You didn't work hard enough. No. Water should be absolutely accessible all the time. It baffles my mind to see something like this happen yeah. in, I think it was in 2020, 2019. That's yeah. crazy. It's unbelievable. Um, we're all a little dumbfounded about the Dwayne Haskins story, and it's just oh. a, a horrible deal. You know, there's really two lessons in there, or two storylines, I guess, is the, the incident itself, and we're all, I think we all still have a lot of questions about how that came to be, but also the handling yeah. of it by a couple of, of members of the media who focused, I think, on the wrong thing, and they've been ridiculed for it, which is probably okay. There's a time and place to talk about his legacy and career, and there's a time and place to talk about a human being being killed tragically. So it's unfortunate. I hope some people who are younger journalists learned a lesson from that, but uh, we're still waiting on more answers. I don't know if we'll ever get them, Michael, but I was just curious if you'd ever run across him or had any dealings with him over your years of, of covering college football. Yeah, um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Have been. I mean, I'm obviously, you know, rest in peace, and uh, he's going to be missed. I, I, I'm a big, I was a big fan of Dwayne Haskins. I loved him coming. I thought he should have went to Maryland instead of going to Ohio State. Uh, you know, obviously he proved me wrong by being a bunch of records at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, rough go of it in the NFL. I don't care. I, I think that what he did was be incredibly successful in college and found a way to make things work. He, he is the reason why C.J. Stroud works at Ohio State right now because they proved that they can have a quarterback that actually is more of a thrower than a runner. That wasn't something that they had done previously. He was a revolutionary quarterback for them as they transitioned out of the J.T. Barrett uh, years. And obviously, the flip side of that is also Joe Burrow going to LSU. So there's a, like he's, he's a tidal wave in college football for that program, but also the spoils going to LSU as well. So I just I talked to I got a chance to talk to him a bunch um, at the Elite Eleven. Got a chance to talk with him a bunch when he, we went to DC for the opening, and he just down to earth kid. He it, the thing that like obviously the thing that peeved me was people talking about his career after he passed away. But prior to that, the thing that dinged me the most was Stephen A. Smith calling him a runner hmm. because dating back to when he was sixteen, the first time I ever met him, Haskins talked explicitly. Consistently about the craft of quarterback and understanding how to be a quarterback, and to eliminate that by being lazy. And I understand Stephen Stephen A. Smith; he's one of the hardest working guys in sports. I get it, but to have that undercut by just that one comment was very frustrating to me. 
Um, so, but he's a guy that man, I, I really thought that he he had he had a lot of tools that I thought were going to work really well in sort of a West Coast offense. He was like, you know, I thought he could have been a better Jeff Garcia if he got into that sort of a system. Mm. He just never found the right fit. Yeah. Well, it's tragic. I don't know if we'll ever get answers. I'm just I'm curious about the circumstances surrounding it. Not that it's going to change anything in the yeah. big scheme of things. It's just a strange situation. So. Anyway, I figured you might have run across him over the years, so uh, glad to hear your perspective on that. I appreciate the time, my friend, uh, and be well. We're going to we're gonna duck some storms here, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Yeah, you guys stay safe, um, and, uh, yeah, that's, hey, thank you guys for having me. I love doing the show. Always talk enjoy it. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Appreciate it.